Fit, active, healthy, happy, enjoying the prime of your life. Looking out for your health and wellness, this is Health Talk with Fred Lowry from Lowry Drug in Statesville. Call now to ask Fred your health questions, 704-873-1400, 704-873-1400. You can also visit Fred at his store, conveniently located on Hartness Road in Statesville. Uh, hello, Statesville and the surrounding areas. This is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine from Lowry Drug on Hartness Road, established in 1959. We are a traditional pharmacy with a state-of-the-art compounding lab. We offer a full line of medical equipment and supplies. We also uh, offer a full line of uh, supplements, nutritionals, herbs, homeopathics, uh, essential oils, and a lot more. Come see us. This uh, program uh, is for educational and informational purposes. It does not constitute individual medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment of a health problem or disease. You are in charge of your health and have more to do with your life and health outcomes on an everyday basis than myself, uh, your pharmacist, or your physician. I do encourage you to take charge of your health. Uh, we have a special guest in today, uh, Dr. Mae Johnson. Uh, she is a, a dentist. Uh, she started out with a degree in chemistry, went to dental school. She also has a master's in public health and a master's in holistic nutrition. So uh, I've known Mae for uh, a number of years. She's uh, like myself. Uh, you know, we, we uh, are lifelong students and trying to learn things and, and have understanding of things. And so th this particular program is uh, primarily related around uh, dentistry and the impact that your teeth have on your health and how you take care of them. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people really think about uh, dental work as being isolated from other things, uh, you know, is, which is certainly not the case. Uh, we are uh, whole beings, and, and our overall health can be tremendously impacted uh, by our, our dental work and how we take care of our, uh, our health. So, uh, welcome, May, uh, to, to this program, and we've got so much to talk about. I don't know if we'll get through it all, but if, uh, if we don't, then we'll, we'll come back and uh, continue the conversation. Well, well, we'll have fun no matter what. We'll make yeah. it fun. Um, and it won't be teeth the entire time. It'll be teeth and what's related to it. And uh, my degree, rather than DDS, was called a DMD, Doctor of Medical Dentistry. And there's not much difference, but I did have to assist in autopsies, do rounds, do ER stuff. Um, so they gave us a lot more exposure in some things. Right. But we took our nutrition class with the medical students, some other classes too. But it was 30 minutes a week for maybe a few months, and that was about it. And I did learn about beriberi and scurvy and a lot of things, but did not really learn the impact of your overall health. So, um, so uh, you, you became interested in in holistic health and, and nutrition and how how did that happen for you because like so many of us were educated in you know the, the standard mm -hmm. uh, venues colleges that that have everybody has pretty much the same thing and, and so we, we we learn how we think 
uh, things are supposed to happen. And then sometimes when we get in real practice, we go, you know, maybe that's not right or th- this could be different. Or So t- tell us how you made that transition in that thought process. Well, the rabbit hole started with um, I treated children for 30 years before I retired uh, for the state of North Carolina and uh, loved it. I loved pediatrics. Um, it's it's a great, either you love kids or you don't uh, <laughs> in the dental chair. And uh, I enjoyed it, but I saw in 30 years having absolutely um, a change over 30 years from very few children had marks on their chart as far as having any health issues to when I finished 30 years later, more kids had problems than did not. Yeah, we've all seen that. Yes. I mean, in every area. I mean, there was never uh, adult onset diabetes in a child, you know, type two, just everything, you name it. Um, I saw almost no autistic kids in the beginning in schools. um, And by the time I left, there were plenty. And now there are even more. Mm -hmm. So that got me interested. And I remember during treatment occasionally, a parent would come in and say they didn't want to have fluoride treatment. They knew it was bad. And I would try to explain to them how good it was, how beneficial it was. Right. And um, anyway, my eyes opened a little bit after I came to you for a different situation, just health, nothing major. And you started telling me about the mercury that I probably had in my body. And I was like, I'm fine. You know, that mercury stays in that tooth. It doesn't Wait a minute. A pharmacist <laughs> telling a, a dentist that that, uh, that you've got mercury and that might be contributing to some of your issues? Yes, you did. And do you know uh, what? I don't I, remember that, but I probably did. Yes. If you look way back, you'll find it. Well, I ignored you for a few years, but it stayed in my mind. And the reason... It stayed in my mind. You did a chelation test with me, with urine. And I uh, did heavy, heavy have a heavy test. metal test. Yeah. And I did see I had mercury, and I didn't have any brain fog. I didn't have any of the stuff that goes with mercury at the time, or at least I thought I didn't. And then um, in putting several parts of the puzzle together about people getting so sick, I started reading more. And I tried, started reading some things and seeing some things and some teachings I started into that let me know that mercury is as real as it can be. Um, and one of the things you need to know is that dentists have a very, very um, high rate of Alzheimer's, suicide, early death, Parkinson's, you name it, neurological. And it's Mad Hatters, just like the crazy guy in the rabbit hole. Yeah, um, so the, so yeah. the, the Hatters used to use mercury to make felt hats. Exactly. And, and the side effect of that was yes. psychological disorders. And, and so for those of you listening that aren't familiar with this, uh, uh, there, there is mercury in amalgams, and that's the silver fillings. And, you know, when I was a kid... Growing up in the 50s, uh, we, I went to Dr. Dearman. They had the, the cable-driven drills, and, you know, we, we ate cereal with whole milk, and we put a lot of sugar on that. As a matter of fact, it was so much in there. I remember you drink the milk afterwards, and it was gran- granules in the bottom. And so we, we got a lot of cavities, and probably we didn't brush our teeth properly, but... 
we I ended up with a lot of amalgams, which I later had removed. Well, it's it is a road to travel, and my first memory of a dentist was having a tooth pulled as a child, very young child. So I'm sure I had quite a few myself, but I did get a teddy bear out of, out of it, okay? And then as a child, my nickname with my parents was Happy Tooth, so maybe that stuck in my brain and I decided I'd go into dentistry. Go into dentistry, yeah, interesting. So uh, you started looking into the mercury thing, and, and we, we all know that... Um, that's, I think, kind of pretty much on its way out for the most part. It's a, it was a great material because it was really easy for dentists to fill teeth with, and it pro, you know, possibly had its purpose back then. But, you know, uh, I think you've seen the videos of mercury that would actually off-gas vapor. Yes. Uh, and so th- there's no doubt that mercury can have an impact in the mouth. Uh, we're coming up on a break. We've got a few minutes, a few seconds here left. But so, uh, you know, it doesn't mean everybody right away needs to run out and, and do something about that. But uh, just just for your information, we're, we're going to be covering more when we come back. Uh, I'm Fred Lowry here with Dr. May Johnson, and this is Health Talk. back. This is Fred Lowry, uh, Lowry Drug Company. I'm here with Dr. Mae Johnson, dentist uh, extraordinaire, I might say. Uh, very well educated lady. Uh, we were just talking about uh, mercury and d- dental work. And so May, uh, tell us more. Okay, I'll stay on mercury for a little bit longer because that is a pretty big booger. Um, Even though mercury is pretty much on the way out dentally here in the United States, we're way behind the European Union. Many, many countries had outlawed it for years, and our American Dental Association would not go along with that, even with a lot of things that are studied. Uh, There were studies done with fillings done in sheep and in monkeys, and guess what? The mercury did not stay in the tooth. Within a few days, mercury deposits were found heavily in kidneys and in brain and in other parts of the body also, but that's two areas that that they were big in. So it definitely doesn't stay in the tooth. Just kind of like the COVID shot did not, they said it would stay in the arm, and it definitely did not stay in the arm. Um, You you can't just put one thing in one place and expect it to stay. No. We've been told that for years by different, different drug therapies. Well, if you you put it on your thumb it won't go anywhere else yeah right right so so i was brainwashed in that area but for the folks now um um i'm not exactly just out of school so um um folks my age your age i would say even 40 and above um probably have a good bit of mercury in their bodies if they've had any mercury fillings and and not necessarily just from no. dental work no not just from dental work that's so true um fish uh large fish in particular are very heavy in mercury 
Yeah, we hear about tuna. Yes, yes. Tuna I do not eat. Um, I will eat salmon, but only wild. People don't seem to understand that the farm-raised will give you joint problems. It's just the wrong oils then being made. You don't get your omega-3s. But anyway, sardines. I love sardines. you got to get good sardines to like <laughs> sardines. Put a little mustard on it. It's really good. But anyway, there are a lot of things you can eat. Um, a lot of the listeners are not going to get by that No, one, but. no. But anyway, if they come to my house, it may be stuck in a little bit of salad somewhere, and they won't even know it. Um, but anyway, I, another thing is um, I myself had peripheral neuropathy. Right. And I still have it from time to time. But I thought it was heavy metals, and I was actually in a continuing ad, and it had to do with um, Alzheimer's. And anyway, they were talking about the elderly and about a lot of neuropathy and all this stuff, and they said heavy metals, which I was thinking that's what was causing mine, and, of course, the diabetic with the neuropathy. And then they said gluten. And then I've had fun talking to Fred about gluten sensitivity at times because when I don't eat gluten, I, my feet don't hurt. Okay. So mercury can cause all kinds of nerve damage, though, not just brain damage. Yeah, so we, we know that mercury will demyelinate, yes. take the, the, the coating off of nerves. Yes. Uh, and, and, of course, that's another thing, you know, elevated blood sugar. You know, people end up with that, so mm -hmm. damage to the tissue. Yes. So fats are really important for that. Mm -hmm. But th this is this is well known yes. in, in, in many areas. Yes, uh, totally. And then quite a lot of the literature, um, I'm interested some in the literature overseas, Germany in particular. Um, but here in America, they don't really accept the foreign literature as well, it's almost like it's got to be done here and go with the policies here, whether it's general health, dental, or anything. So, um, anyway, so the gluten free helped me, but getting rid of the mercury in my body, and it's not rid of, you know, it's a constant thing. That's what we all need to know is mercury doesn't come, as Fred was saying, just from the silver fillings or just fish. It actually is coming out of the sky. It's um, it's actually in other injections, other vaccinations right. that have had them that still do. Some of them have taken it out and put aluminum, which is dangerous also. Yeah, so the uh, last I looked, the multi-dose uh, vials of uh, flu vaccinations still yes. had thimerosal, which is mercury. And for those of you that don't know, when we say it comes out of the sky, it's part of the coal-burning in industry. So... You know, there are metals that are released to vaporize when, with the burning of coal. It gets into the, the atmosphere, and when it rains, it rains down, you know. And, yes. And this is how the fish get the mercury is because the small fish are eating the, uh, the algae and uh, perhaps plankton, and, and as they grow, they're accumulating mercury, and each, each fish that, you know, continues to eat other fish and that's how it bioaccumulates. Right. So fish don't have a very good detox system, I don't think. So don't eat the big fish. It's the big thing there. Um, memory is actually one of the huge things that show up in people, that they just think, I've just got Alzheimer's. I'm doomed. But if we can get some of the heavy metals out of the brain and out of the body, sometimes that is part of the, the problem. Um, 
And again, people with MS, uh, ALS, lots of different nerve disorders. Get rid of your heavy metals. So it's it's not just dental. But the kids don't have, the young kids don't have as much um, mercury. They have plenty of the other things, but they have some mercury. Right. So. Okay. So, um, so we're talking about the mercury issue and, and, and detoxing. And so, you know, I think a lot of our listeners might be going, I got to get this stuff out of my body. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us about that. Okay, I will. um, I am going to mention because one of my kids has, as an adult, he has an autoimmune problem. And you do need to know that heavy metals play a part. The mercury plays a part also in autoimmune because you have different receptor sites on cells. And the if you don't have good minerals in your body, then those metals are going to go to those receptor sites. And then other, your body will see it as a foreign invader. Right. That's one of the ways. That's not the only way to get auto, autoimmune disease. And an important point there is that these metals occupy same sites yes. as minerals that are supposed to be there. So as an example, uh, I believe uh, lead and calcium uh, mm-hmm. are in, in part of this from the chemistry standpoint is because they're they're next to each other on the periodic, periodic table. They're mm-hmm. very close. So and I believe mercury and selenium are, yes. are, are, are too. So keeping your, your mineral status up is, is a really important thing for, for a lot of issues. Exactly. And selenium is so depleted in the um, food. It's hard to, you know. Well, all, all of our minerals, yes. our, all our foods are pretty much uh, don't have the minerals that we need. So... Um, you're talking about getting mercury out. So, you know, one of the things that uh, that I learned was, you know, you don't want to do this all at once, no. and you mm-hmm. and you want to go to uh, a dentist, uh, a biological dentist, or what they call a biological dentist that mm-hmm. understands the toxicity of the mercury. So, exactly. Tell us about that. Well, I actually had uh, had all of my mercury. Fillings removed by a bio- biological dentist, uh, Dr. Carl McMillan uh, in Cornelius. Um, he is a wonderful biological dentist. They're, they're as rare as hen's teeth around, but if you have a good one, you've got a good one. And I had all my mercury re- re- removed at different times, right. not all together. I loaded up on vitamin C. That's very important to do when I was doing that. I had two root canal teeth removed, and um, he actually is one of the few people in the United States. He went to Switzerland and learned how to do the ceramic implants, because metal implants in our body aren't particularly great. Interesting. And uh, he drew my bloods and spun it down and got my stem cells out and injected that into the extraction site before he put the ceramic post in. Interesting. And uh, it's a very unique way of doing it. Um, it can be done. There's, there's just too many things there, and hopefully we can get into a little bit about the meridians and how teeth affect. Yeah, we'll, we will talk about that and, and also the, uh, the impact of root canals. Um, so uh, you, you got all your uh, mercury taken out. And I did. W- when I had that done, uh, it was a dentist up in uh, Yadkinville that did it. 
Dr. Virtue, I believe was his name. So they, some of the things was they didn't, they would just do a couple at a time. Uh, and he had, uh, of course, they put in a rubber dam. Yes. Uh, and all dentists, at my understanding, have the high suction uh, drills to, mm-hmm. when you're getting it out. So you're trying to minimize exposure. But the other step that he did was he had uh, oxygen on my yes. nose so that I'm not rebreathing the vapor. So anybody that's been to the dentist, when you when you hear that drill going and you <laughs> and you you know you, there there's a uh, very familiar, uh, although I can't recall it at the moment, type of smell uh, of that uh, that mercury. And and so if you're smelling it, you is is vaporizing. You're, it's vaporizing. Mm-hmm. So. And to your point about the the issues with the with dentists, you know they're uh, they're exposed to a lot of this stuff uh, for a very long time. Yes. And you know it's it's a uh, as with many uh, businesses or jobs, there are health hazards with yes. a lot of things. Yes. But you know, and also you can speak to this. Dentistry is a very precise. Uh, profession and it, and it, you know you're you're under a lot of pressure. Yes. You're performing, having to perform and focus all the time. Exactly. We're we're coming up on a break here, and uh, we'll be back with Dr. May Johnson. This is Fred Lowry, at Lowry Drug. Uh, we'll be back. Drug Company. I'm here with May Johnson. I've, we are. Uh, I want to let you know, listeners. We this is a pre-recorded uh, segment, so unfortunately, you won't be able to call in with questions. Uh, since it's so hot today, I th- and uh, the farm requires that I go bail hay today, so I have to uh, be there during that window from that four to five. So. I'm looking forward to that. Back with uh, May. May, tell us more about um, your uh, concepts, a few concepts about the nutritional aspect of the gums. And, you know, we've got periodontal disease and where where cavities come from, et cetera. Tell tell us about that. Well, mostly they taught us in dental school that it's a bacterial type thing. Um, and of course, your dirty mouth doesn't help. Um, but it's really what you eat is the huge part. And every everybody who has growing teenagers or kids and they're growing real fast, make sure you go see Fred or somebody and get you a lot of minerals because they're going to be mineral depleted just in their growth spurt. Um, but you can get pH paper. And Fred, you still carry pH paper, don't you? We do. Okay. Um, and you can test. Uh, you can test saliva. I test my first morning urine. Get an idea of what the pH should be. It should be a little below. Do you go six point four to six eight? Six and a half. Six something and a half. Like something 6. like 5. that. Okay. For for a good reading, you don't want real low. You don't want high. 
Uh, they both have their problems. But when you're in that range, you have a much harder time getting cavities. It's when your body, especially very acidic, which is easy to do, and all you need is a few mellow yellows or Mountain Dews or whatever, and you can get the acidity in your body. And by the way, that same acidity is a gasoline on the fire of cancer. So it's not just about tooth decay. So you need right. to keep your body pH in a better better zone. Um, vitamin C is just so important for so many issues. Um, but periodontal disease is one of them. And if you're taking just a standard vitamin with vitamin C and you're not eating anything with vitamin C, you're going to have very suboptimal. And you need that to repair. You need that for your uh, periodontal, your gum tissue. Um, and then the vitamin D, it's not even really a vitamin. It's called a hormone pretty much now, isn't it, Fred? It, well, we, we still call, we call it, vitamin it vitamin D, D but, but it's, it, it's it, extremely... It's yeah. a steroid hormone made uh, in your skin from cholesterol. Yes, yes. So if you're on cholesterol drugs, you may not be getting quite that vitamin D made. But anyway, that's another story Fred can go into later. Yep. But um, the vitamin D, of course, is you always heard, you know, it's good for bones and teeth, and it is. But it's good for everything. And if you're a vitamin level like some folks I'm talking to, they will say, well, they said mine's in a good range and they have some issues. I know it probably isn't in a good range. And they'll come back and they'll say, well, it's 30.5 and the cutoff's 30. And I like to see it a good bit higher than that myself. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, lab values that can be within normal range, but they're not optimal. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we have our environment that we need our vitamin D up there a whole lot. And uh, sunshine is a great way to get it. But if you're going out early morning or late afternoon, you don't get as much vitamin D as you do in the middle of the day. And in the winter, we don't in states will have uh, much vitamin D at all in the winter. But you still need that sunshine because there are many good properties other than the vitamin D being made Absolutely. in sunshine. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the nutritional part. Yeah, so uh, now the, um, I talked about a few weeks ago, I think, oil pulling. Yes, I've got yeah. that on my list, and I yeah. should have brought it on up. That's all right. But the oil pulling, um, uh, I'll tell Fred a caveat he may or may not know about, but oil pulling is, I usually use coconut oil, but you can use, use any good oil. Don't, don't use vegetable oil mm. or soybean so oil. So explain what that is. You put it in your mouth, and you swish it. I do mine for about five minutes. Some people say do it 10, you know. But basically, you are literally helping to get some of the toxins to where they will join to the fat molecules, and you spit them out at the end of that time. You don't swallow it. Um, but a caveat for Fred is um, now when I'm doing a infrared sauna, the last five minutes, I'm swishing oh, with oil. And you spit it out because when you're doing a sauna, your body's releasing more toxins. And you're releasing them orally as well as, you know, through sweating. So. And saliva. Yeah. And yeah. So um, that, uh, of course, uh, the coconut oil also has some uh, antibacterial properties yes. as well. Yes. And it's the type of antibacterial. It's not really hurting the good bacteria. You need good flora. You need good bacteria in your mouth. Right. And the... <clears throat> excuse me, the toothpaste and the mouthwashes that are commercial are, <clears throat> excuse me, are very, very 
bad for the good bugs in your mouth, okay? And I'm getting ready to take a sip of my tea, and this is called pine needle tea. You can make it out of good old North Carolina pine needles, and you boil it some, put a little stevia in it, and it is very high in vitamin C. Yeah, I've, I've heard that, you know, in terms of, of course, we don't get vitamin C. Uh, we can't make it, so we have to get it from yes. other places. So that is actually like a uh, an old herbal type way of you know if you you know things go bad you can't get uh can't get to the store you can't mm-hmm. find vitamin c you can you can actually you can make it make it make it it's it's, it's cheap and it's good i like it It doesn't sound very good oh no it's good it okay. tastes fine i put a splash sometime of um, organic orange juice in it too occasionally okay so uh, what are other things that can could improve People with gum issues and periodontal disease. Anything else that comes to mind? Yes. Um, I only filled I've been retired 18 years. I filled in for um, only two dentists. I filled in some for pediatrics, uh, which was my specialty, but um, for some of the general dentists and saw a lot more adults. Um, mainly checking dental hygienist when you've got to have a dentist in the office. Right. So... Um, I wasn't going to get into the hardcore big stuff there, so I just kind of did evaluations, and I tend to be friendly. And if I see gums that are inflamed, and I'm going to tell them what they should do. So the hygienist was curious. I was telling them to be sure to take some CoQ10, coenzyme Q10, and then vitamin C and just a little more about diet, and then some people don't realize that some of the... I'm not telling anybody to get off their medication. They've got to check on that themselves. But many medications can cause inflammation in your body, including your tissue, your gums. Yeah, that that, that would be correct. So um, I actually lost my train of thought there. I, I had something I was going to ask you. Um, so uh, in terms of improving gums, and then we... we if we move on to things like uh, dental care, mouthwash, and I, and I do want to say, and I think you would agree with this, it, it's certainly a good idea to to go have your teeth cleaned. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 yes. You know, have a, a checkup and mm-hmm. just make sure everything's going okay because, um, you know, that's how you avoid problems in the future is preventive maintenance, right, I guess. Right, So, you know, we, we talk about good flora and then, you know, we had Listerine. Uh, oh, yes. For the, and uh, <laughs> Scope. And, it, you know, all that stuff kind of tastes good, but, you know, it has astringent properties. You know, there's mm-hmm. alcohol in there, uh, which does kill bacteria. But uh, Good and bad. Good and bad. So mm-hmm. uh, do, you, or do you have mouthwashes that you like? Um, actually, I don't use mouthwashes. There are some good healthy ones, and you may have some in your store. Um, I find that if your body's detox, you don't need deodorant, and if your mouth is clean, you don't need mouthwash. Yeah. And we're coming up on a break. Uh, we'll be back in a moment.
is Fred Lowry. That's one of my favorite songs, Jackson Brown, Dr. Mize. Really uh, cool music. Um, so we're back here with May Johnson, uh, Dr. May Johnson. We're talking about uh, your teeth and everything around that. So uh, we, we left off with the mouthwash a little bit. Right, right. So uh, Yeah, mouthwash, there, there's an app. Uh, it's interesting um, if you like apps. It's called Think Dirty, and it's not pornographic, okay? It's just Think Dirty. And just you, don't you, you mistype hold it. it. Yeah, don't mistype it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you, you get the app, and you just hold it to the barcode, and it will tell you <coughs> if it's toxic, it'll even break it down to the various different ingredients. For example, and you can do it with hairspray. You can do it with shampoo. Uh, but it's amazing to see all the toxic things that are in all of these um, made things. Okay. Oh, you asked about mouthwash. No, if I'm going somewhere and I just had garlic and onion, I have a peppermint rollerball. And I just roll a little bit across my tongue. It's like I had that mint, and it's real quick. So, um, but anyway, I'm not a big fan on on that. And it also can can help... I'm not saying it is the cause, but it can help a person to have some oral cancer, okay, because it will make the environment such that cancer can actually live there a little better. And um, from what I am hearing and reading, there is uh, quite a rise in HPV, human papillomavirus, um, which is a sexually transmitted disease. Um, are you hearing about more of yeah, that, Fred? Yeah, definitely in the throat. Throat, kind throat. Of tongue, mm-hmm. cancers, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, a lot of other predisposing factors there, I- including um, uh, possibly uh, lowering the immune system from the uh, past shot that we've had. Yes, that's the surge in everything, I think, that's going yeah. way beyond the numbers that were for most any disease. And, and They're all up. Yeah, and for those of you that uh, may feel like that's uh, a little extreme. From Fred, it, it's it's not. It, it's in the literature. It's in uh, the uh, even the the manufacturer's information about uh, antibodies and uh, all all kinds of things r- related there. And so, so the the for, the fluoride mouthwash, and that brings me to things that uh, people do, like what you brush your teeth with. So we're going to talk about fluoride, but in terms of uh, yeah, you know, some people use uh, baking soda. Yes. Uh, some people uh, use charcoal, uh, mm-hmm. activated charcoal toothpaste. There are some uh, really good non-fluoridated toothpaste that you have to buy from other places uh, with uh, hydroxyapatite to help remineralize teeth. Uh, what do you think about those things? Those kind of things are great, and um, I would be called, I will be, I am called a heretic because I am definitely not in favor of fluoride. Boy, I was so in favor, and some of the folks may remember in the school swish and spit and all that program, and fluoride uh, was actually a byproduct of industry, and it was... Um, fertilizer industry. Fertilizer industry, and um, it was a stuff they were just throwing out, and um, whether it can or cannot really do a big deal with teeth is irrelevant when you see what it does to the brain. The pineal gland in particular um, is affected. Um, but it's, so, go ahead. 
So fluoride, uh, you know, is a it's in the, the chemical class as a halogen. Yes. Halogens include uh, chlorine, bromide, iodine, which mm-hmm. is a, a necessary nutrient. Uh, so, you know, we we found bromide in bread that interferes with thyroid function. Right. Because it's close to iodine. The same thing uh, would be true with fluoride. Yes. As a matter of fact, we used the we I didn't do this, but we uh, medicine used to destroy the thyroid with a fluoride treatment. And so when you're when you're treating the mouth, uh, particularly uh, with with fluoride, you are going to swallow some of that, and some of that material is going to be absorbed locally, and it's going to get to the thyroid. Plant. Right. Right. So. You know, in thinking about that, the whole thing about the, the prevention of cavities, you know, and that's how that, that got started with somewhere there was uh, heavily fluoridated water, which is a natural element mm-hmm. in some uh, areas. And so it was, it was said that uh, this people that lived in this town, the children didn't get cavities. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. But nonetheless, I think that was the, the storyline. Mm-hmm for the the, thyro- uh, the fluoridated treatment of water. I think the areas that had the most cavities were the ones who had most 7-Elevens on every corner. Okay. I really do. <laughs> I think sugar is the biggest problem. Uh, nothing um, like a Slurpee, right? No, nothing like a Slurpee. Right. But um, anyway, no, I, I, it just does too much to the brain. It affects the melatonin production. Um, it's, it's just not a healthy thing to have. And it lowers the IQ of children. It's I mean. been demonstrated mm-hmm. to do that. Lowers you know, the and, IQ. And many, many years ago, I went to the, the city council and said, hey, we, we need to look at this uh, fluoride issue. And uh, so uh, when I brought it up in a closed session, they brought in a, a, a lady from I Raleigh. Know. From I know her. I the, do. She's a sweet lady, but she's ma- brainwashed like ma- I was. Masters of public health. Yes. And, you know, one of my arguments is that, well, you know, we're treating, the idea is we're, we're treating children mm-hmm. with fluoridated water. And, and, of course, the fluoride, you know, depending on what you're using it for, if, you're, mm-hmm. if you've got municipal water, you're, you're fluoridating your, your plants and maybe even your food. But, you know, if, let's just say the, the population, children in the country is 25%. So we're, we're going to treat with a drug... Mm-hmm. the entire population to cover this 25% for something that, you know, in the prevention of cavities. And so let's just say, you know, 20% of the population or 25 had uh, headaches. So do we, do we put Tylenol, acetaminophen in the water to treat everybody? It doesn't make sense. So I said, look, it, it's, the, the issue here is that even if I were to say that it's okay for the children, which I don't, uh, even if I were to say that, there's nothing beneficial to older adults taking this medication. Exactly. And, and uh, the lady said, well, there, there is information about that. I said, well, I have never seen that. And, and she, said, she I said, can you provide that for me? Uh, and she said she certainly would. Uh, it doesn't exist, and, and she never provided it for me, and she quit. 
she would not take my phone call to follow up on that or answer my email. So I think that's a, I think that's a, you know, one of the things is what are you, what are you doing? What are you treating? It, it's, it's one of, it's still one of those things that is, is not questioned. Exactly. In, in many cases, you know, we, we grow up thinking that fluoride is great for your teeth. Mm-hmm. And 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 it maybe at some level it is, I, I you know, I, but it's not. It has a lot of negative impact on people's health and, and certainly the children. So, you know, the big thing to me is the IQ and the the brain fog and the the problems with the thyroid. Right. That's a that's a big deal. You know, we have a lot of tremendous number of women on thyroid supplements. There's a tremendous number of people that are, have subclinical thyroid symptoms, which means the labs are within normal range, but you're still uh, having having weight issues, your cold, your your skin. You know, one of the the old symptoms of uh, problems with thyroid, and particularly iodine deficiency, is something called mixed edema, and that's the the jowl looking thing or you know the yes. jowls get puffy the neck you know gets puffy and and, and that's just a simple iodine deficiency <clears throat> i think uh doc there was a dr mark Starr that brought that to light in a, in a book he'd written about thyroid i don't know if you've seen that or well not. i've i've started recently just putting iodine on my breast and putting iodine on my thyroid and um it actually doesn't it seems to disappear sooner than I thought it would have, which means I was deficient. Yeah, so uh, iodine spot test is a simple thing. You paint iodine, you know, colorize iodine on mm-hmm. your arm or somewhere, and if it uh, goes away fairly quickly, your body is absorbing it because it needs it, is the theory. So uh, bringing up, when you're talking about uh, breast and another Symptom of low iodine is fibrocystic breast. Yes, and they'll it's tell a, you it's caffeine. Yeah, so uh, that you know when you, so when you have a, a multitude of symptoms, mm-hmm. you know that point to one nutrient that may be something to to think about in terms of a supplement. Yeah, uh, you know, and these things are are over the counter. So we're we're coming up uh, uh, the end of the show. We've got about a minute left, and uh, I'm gonna have to have you back maybe next week if we could, if you could come back. Okay. Well, I've enjoyed talking with you. I really have. And because uh, we we've still got a lot more to cover. Uh, this is uh, Health Talk. I'm Fred Lowry with Lowry Drug. I'm here with May Johnson, Dr. May Johnson, uh, and uh, been very interesting. I appreciate your input. Uh, it, uh, come see us at Lowry Drug on Hartness Road. Uh, it uh, might surprise you all the all the things that we have there. Oh, the homeopathic. We'll have to get into that. There's so many things you can do for oral health through homeopathy. And my degree in homeopathy is because of Fred, seeing what all could be done with it. All right. Thank you. Come see us. <laughs>